Welcome to At The Counter One Shots, the podcast that takes the nerdy questions and discussions held at the counter of your local comic book shop and brings them to the internet. And for the record, we're, we're sorry. sorry. I'm Marcus Antea. And I'm Christian Kenty. ATC One Shots take all the fun and geekery of the full podcast and puts it into bite-sized chunks. This week's topic, we're going to be talking about games that can benefit from the legacy mechanic. Yeah. So those of you who don't know what a legacy mechanic is have obviously not been here very long. But legacy mechanic takes a game, makes it a storytelling game. So it combines a basic like a, a basic board game with all of the things you love about a campaign based game like D D. So if we want to take the easiest one to explain, let's look at risk. Everybody knows how risk gets played, or most people do anyways. Global domination. You're trying to take over the world. But the legacy version of Risk, you as you first of all, you need to keep the same players every time you play. So your five, six, four, whatever number of the game is, they need to be diligently the same for each time you play because there are so many changes to a thing, catching someone else up would be almost impossible. Yeah. Every decision you make, every way the game ends every time you get to a benchmark or an accomplishment it makes permanent changes to the board for instance in the risk legacy uh you uh you claim a continent when you win and you can name the continent because it's a whole new world you go found a city you get to name the city those are stickers or written on directly on the board that doesn't change yeah. And you're for as the disclaimer to this, if you're getting into legacy games, you're going to do something most people are completely uncomfortable with. You are going to deface this game. Absolutely. It is designed into the game for it to be defaced. The very first thing you do in Risk Legacy is you open the box and it tells you to sign the board. It's a very uncomfortable process to do to deface a game, especially if you're a big gamer like you know i love making sure my games are well taken care of and things like that i'm a little fastidious about them and this forces you and i know that's exactly why they put that sticker on risk legacy was to make you do it because they know you're going to be uncomfortable with it and we wanted to get it out of the way yeah because when you open the board you write directly on the board you put stickers on the board there are times when you actually are supposed to rip up and destroy cards. Yep. <laughs> Which our don't. ridiculousness is to the fact that we still can't do that. Yeah, we, we, we have a little bag. Label destroyed. <laughs> we put them aside. <laughs> yeah, there's it there's something just fundamentally painful about it, but it's designed to change and mold to the decisions that you as a player group do, much like a Dungeons and Dragons. Now, Every decision you have has consequences. Now, I will say the light at the end of the tunnel is that it gives you a version of the game afterwards that is still playable yep. as if it were the regular game with the exception of new rules that are in place for this particular version and new things that are specific to this board. Right, we experienced that because the first one we played, we have a group that meets monthly, uh, as our D and D games do, and and so we put together a group to play some legacy games, and that's our goal. We're gonna get through them all uh, eventually within the next uh, fifteen twenty years. within the next fifteen to twenty years, and if they keep putting out more, you know, we'll die before we get through them all. But 
we're going to be completely happy through the whole process. We've now completed after, I think it was about two years of play. About a year. About a, I think it took us about two months. years by calendar just because there were a couple months where yeah. it didn't fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet once a month on you know the same day every month, so it works out for scheduling and stuff like that. And we played Betrayal Legacy, which is Betrayal at House on the Hill, but it's, again, the storytelling aspect. And the story in it was so oh, rich. And it was so good. we're not going to spoil the games for you, so don't worry about that. You can keep listening. Uh, you know, We're not going to ruin those, and we're going to get away from existing things very quickly. So yes. stay with us. Um, but we played through Betrayal, and we have people who are excited to come into the game room but you can come and play these at the game room at the Frugal Dutchman, 304 Ridge Road North, Ridgeway, Ontario. Uh, <laughs> shameless self-promotion. Uh, but you can come and play our version of Betrayal at the game room. We have it on the shelf now because we don't have to keep it locked away from people anymore <laughs> because they can't affect the game. It's the game state itself anymore. Right, but the house that we build in Betrayal is vastly different from the standard house of Betrayal. Absolutely, it is. there are cards and tiles that have been destroyed and removed from the game, and new ones that don't exist in the basic game, and new rules or new omens, and the uh, the background stuff is yeah, all different. Everything. Right? The, the, the point behind the legacy version is there's usually a storyline. Yeah, that you play a new quote unquote episode every game. Um, it skips forward in time in this particular version. It's every 20 to 30 years. There's a new thing that happens at the house. So you keep moving forward in time and it gets tense. It's a very rich, well-written game. It is very, 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 very good. Um, now just to put you on a spot, if a group did not have a place with which to play said game, they could purchase said game and play it here. Absolutely. Yeah. We'd be more than happy to store it for you as yeah, well. Yeah, store not it where people couldn't get to it. Yeah. It's only your team who or your group who would play so it. So I have a I have an up high shelf where we keep our version of Risk Legacy. Uh, and again, once we're done, it'll go on the shelf. Yep. Uh, and it'll have it has our names on the board so you can tell which version of it is. Uh, and then at the end of your game, if you're playing it here and, and one of you has decided to take it home, you can take it home or you can just surrender it to the game room and we will store it for you indefinitely. You can come back and play it whenever you want. Absolutely. Right. Um, we're currently in the middle of playing Legacy Risk. Legacy Risk, yeah. And it's a very different experience as yes. well. Um, that's what I kind of liked. I, I was excited to go from one to the other because we're also playing Machi Koro with some other friends of ours, and, or Machi Koro Legacy with some other friends of ours, and it's a different experience. And so I was excited to get into Risk because Risk is a game that I'm, I have a lot of experience with growing up. Uh, and you know we talked about the different variations of risk and stuff, and so to see that play out after playing Betrayal and how the story is different, and how the game develops different, and and some of the choices that you make are, are uh, the motivations behind them are, are completely different because you're playing a very different game, right? It uses a mechanic called Legacy. Yeah. Other than that, the games aren't connected in any way, shape, or form. No, they are specific to their own game. <clears throat> the gameplay changes, but doesn't. It's still the if you play Machikoro, then you go play Machikoro Legacy. You already know how to play Machikoro. Now you're going to the Legacy problem. Same thing with Betrayal. 
Same thing with Werewolf. I'm in the middle of playing Werewolf Legacy with another group of friends out in Milton and, and, and Gosh, Toronto. we've been cheating now. on each other. We have. <laughs> but you don't like werewolves, so that's okay. I don't mind werewolf. I just don't go out of my way for it yeah. most of the time. But werewolf, you have a family that you're always with. So you pair up and you always have a family that you do things with. Now, my sister has consistently thrown me under the bus every single game because either she thinks I'm a werewolf or I'm she's a werewolf and she wants to kill me off before I get to her. So she has literally consistently thrown me under the bus every game. And it's not my wife. The group we did have a whole lot of couples and none of the couples are together. I mean, that's that statement in itself kind of trickles into weird territory. Your sister is not your wife. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, sorry. In, in the sister in the game, in our family in the game, we split everybody up so that nobody was with their own spouse. So it's it's a really interesting concept. So you don't have that spouse telepathy. Yeah. Where you know what you're thinking and you know it can see each other. It breaks it up. Which it forces is really you to learn fun. learn a new style of play or, or yeah. learn to work with a new partner, which or is learn great. To, I learn to read that, new partners. Right? But, so that's four different legacies that we personally have played. And I know there's Pandemic and there's Clank. Or, and Pandemic has like four seasons, which is, I think, why we've left it. Yeah, so that far. one's And it, it has a restricted player count as well. And it's That's also, a bit of where we're struggling yeah. is our player count is at like five or six. Uh, and a lot of these aren't designed for six, yeah. right? And so somebody always ends up sidelining. And we're going to expand into, when we have to go to Pandemic, we have to expand the group. So, so anyways, we have now spent 10 minutes talking about what legacy we had to we had to lay some groundwork we led the groundwork so (laughs) what games do you think could be really interesting with a legacy mechanic (laughs) all right that's it we're good um one that i thought instantly was mysterium terrible at this mysterium Mysterium would be be it has some potential all right i can i can think of a few different ways It, it could run a lot like betrayal and I think that's where you'd run into some problems is yeah. you would drift really far into similar tropes and storylines. I don't think similar tropes and storylines. Then, like, it's like the body mansion for Clue, you know? Yeah. Like, every time it's a different way that somebody gets killed and generation after generation and the psychics would change or what. I, I don't even know how we'd do it. But yeah, it's mechanically. I, we're not, we're not working on how to do a legacy mechanic. We'll let the not. game designers do that themselves. <laughs> We're talking about no, things I that, yeah, I, I'm trying to suggest we shouldn't <laughs> do everybody else's work for them and this not get paid. Keep me up all night, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, Mysterium would be an interesting one. Mysterium would be interesting. I think. I think probably one of the easiest ones, and I know it's an easy go-to for everything we talk about. Catan. Catan. Yeah. Catan could actually, as a base game, have a really rich legacy mechanic to it, and it would be among your more basic ones because it would have structural determinations of like what would be like what the board setup would be or how the island uh evolves over time and first and thing immediately like forest fire Ooh. and if the, if by chance the woods connected yeah it would rage through them right like there's, there's I, a I lot of right yeah, no, that's head. it. There's a lot of possibilities because the mechanic of the game is basic, and I feel like that's what lends to a really good legacy game. First of all, it has to be a game that people know because they have to be interested in playing in in going a step beyond. 
right? Um, as I'm, much as Betrayal is not the most simple game, yeah, it's not overwhelmingly complex either, yeah, right? It, it takes a bit to get the hang of it, but once you have the hang of it, you can play it with your eyes closed. Yeah. It's, you know, it, you understand the mechanic of the game and the game changes for you. Risk is a game that everybody knows, right? It's a world domination. That is the outlook of the game. Every time you play it, you, you come in with strategies of how to do it, right? And then the legacy adds to it. And I feel like that's why Catan would be a really good candidate for legacy because the mechanic is simple. Right? How is there no Worker placement, engine build. Yeah. How do you apply storyline to it? And that's essentially your campaign driving the game to change. So where do we go? It's it's very much like writing a D&D campaign, right? Is you want to start here. You want to get to here. Here's how many steps we need in between. What do we do? What are the elements of the story? And how does that element of the story affect the game? Right? I love it. I think we could write that. <laughs> how is there not a monopoly legacy already like that just seems like a no-brainer decisions you make screw up the town or the city until you come back the next week i'm just saying i'm not saying it has to have i just it just pop, i'm looking around the room at games to see well, it really is a hasbro are. thing too which is yeah. interesting but i feel like monopoly is the thing that no it's not <laughs> who am i kidding it's not something they're careful with no <laughs> not even a They're tiny flagrantly <laughs> reckless with monopoly <laughs> it's not necessarily a legacy format but wouldn't it be interesting to have an rpg version of the red dragon Inn? you do a one shot and whatever happens to your characters affects you being at the bar that night I feel like it would be a series where as you're playing the one shot, you you're handing cards out for yes. different things. Right. And so, OK, you accomplish this or this happened. Here's a card. Right. Or this happened to two of you. So you two get this card or whatever. Right. And then you have your basic deck as well. But if so you had additional... our hour and a half one shots followed by a round of the Red Dragon in every time. Or even if you just have a way of managing that into your, I mean, that's a whole other thing, but uh, of twisting it into your regular D&D game. So every time you're in town, you know, you end up at the inn and now we're going to play a round of Red Dragon and grab your cards. Absolutely. Right? But, but it's as you're going through the whole story, you're doing that. You're getting cards yeah. to add to your but deck. But I don't, I don't think that'd be an awful lot of work for a DM. I think having I don't know that it would be. I think having I don't think it's a be as much quick as little <laughs> a quick little scoot and shoot yeah. for or tan, you know tank and spank or whatever you want to call it like little RPG that yeah. takes an hour and then you go to the Red Dragon Inn and any of the cards that you get or if you lose them if you get killed you have to pull all your cards in and start with a new character like there's a lot of possibility there. I don't think there's as much that would go into it for a DM as you think. It's it's literally through the oh, intertwining like, it into the campaign. I meant having to come up with new cards, cards every time and new mechanics like that has to be preset. But it would generally be you would have a set of general cards. Yes. Right. So I mean, different effects or different results of things. Okay, it's like your, um, you know, your charm effect. Okay, you're charmed or you were charmed and so you're dealing with this or uh, you met a monster that made you uncomfortable or you rolled a critical miss or a critical hit, right? 
And it would just be a set of circumstances that gives you a certain card or a card from a certain deck in front of But it of would PM, also give you things right? It's like, a lot of upfront work, but as you go, it's just sitting there. You know, like, throw me the yeah. I throw you the whip type of thing. Yeah. You have the idol. If you have the idol in your possession, you can be drunk under the table and somebody steals it from you. Absolutely. Of your party. So there have to be certain very specific circumstances with specific cards to that dungeon yeah. not only also to what happens to your characters that's right like if you come out of the thing you don't have a healer in your party so if you come out of the the, the dungeon and you have 10 hit points total and you come out and you have four left you have to give six of your you have to move six of your um stamina down because you you're injured like you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that would there there's definite possibility in that. Hmm. That might be a very interesting thing to do. Now that I'm thinking about it, Splendor. Splendor. I don't know how you'd legacy it yeah. because of the way the game sets up. It's like the same problem you'd have with Carcassonne. Yeah. Right. Because the tile laying is like the game is designed around it being random. It, like, but you could definitely affect the number of, of yeah. gems that are available. You could affect. The cards for flooding out roads or for Carcassonne. Now I'm talking about yeah, this. Yeah. I'm talking both at the same time. Yeah. You know, gems, limited gems available. Uh, different characters can be come in and out of ones that will only buy this or only buy that. Yeah. Uh, roads get flooded out. Cities get destroyed. War. Like, there are ways to do it, but I'm trying to think of anything else. Any of the forbidden ones might be interesting as a legacy, but that's a that's kind of a weird pull. I feel like Scotland Yard would make an interesting legacy game. I don't know how you'd do it. It would legit be leaning it. I don't know how kid-friendly it would be either, because I feel like you'd have to be leaning into Mr. X being a serial killer. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, oh no, he's back. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then like every time you catch him, you end up catching the wrong person or something like that. Like, you know it can perpetuate its own story through the whole thing. Cause obviously if you catch him once, Oh, game's over. Um, or he um, breaks out of prison or something like that. Like you'd have to MacGuffin in a bunch of ways that yeah. he's on the loose again. But you know, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of things you could do with that. You, you could shut down certain pathways and things like that. Ticket to ride what you could do as well. Ticket to ride you could do same, same thing. You could shut down certain areas, areas flooded out or add you know, or Yeah. Uh, add the option of additional routes. Yeah. So stickers you put on to create your own routes, or you can change colors of certain routes. Yeah. Right. Put the yeah. Put, change some of the routes to instead of having a red route be a uh, be a, a wild card route a wild or something. Route, yeah. yeah. Like. Or taking wild routes and making them a specific color. Yeah. Right. Uh, I feel like that mechanic would work very similar to the whole risk thing, where you're adding like cities to the board. Yeah. Right at the end of the game, so and so gets this thing, and the rest of you can do this. Ooh. Right, you can make mixed, like specifically mixed routes where you know at the start they're all pure like they normally are, but then oh, I got to change the color of one section of a route, and it's just one, so now it's not all red, you have to have three red and a pink. Like, oh, that'd be good. <laughs> Which, how they've not done that already yeah, seems a little seems weird. Yeah, that seems weird. Right? Because the mixed root thing seems a little, like a, a good added complexity. And I haven't played all the versions. I don't know that it it's would not make a thing. It would make it easier, but, too. Right? It would, it would make that part easier. I feel like it would make it easier, but it would make it harder as well. 
Like it depends no, on the getting, draw. Getting seven reds is a lot harder than getting five reds and two blues. Depends on what's coming up. Yeah, but I just mean in generally speaking for collection purposes. I, I know I would say you would specifically not do it to every route, right? <laughs> but as a legacy mechanic, it's a yeah, beautiful no, thing because like then mechanic. you're controlling the MacGuffin too. What about power lines? Is that the one? Is power, that called? power grid? Power grid. Sorry. Okay, I was yes. going to say, I'm like, I'm no. thinking power grid. I'm not sure. If power grid, yes. Game. Sorry. Power grid would it's be an interesting one. I played one. it once. Right, but it's got, as, as Mr. V loves to say, it's got the mechanics you like in Monopoly without the boring and crappy parts. It's yeah, buying, no, you're not it's selling. But you could have nuclear accidents that create a city that completely is not accessible anymore and you have to route all the power around it. Stock ticker legacy. I could write that one. (laughs) I'm still determined as an aside, I'm still determined to have like a stock ticker day at the store where we get as many people in as we can. We'll fill all all seats in the game room and we'll play stock ticker all together. That'd be awesome. Right? Um, It's not hard to do either. (laughs) Cards Against Humanity has a built-in legacy. Yeah, I don't think card games like that really lend themselves to an actual legacy mechanic. No, though. but it, it what, what I mean by a built-in legacy is they come with blank cards for you to make yeah. up your own stuff. And once you've made up your own thing, it's in there for the rest of the time that you've played. But that's what I'm saying, though, is like it adds that customizable thing. Yeah. Apples to Apples was the same way before, right? Yeah. Any kind of card game like that allows for even Skippo allows for it, believe it or not. Does it really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, my kids have a version of Skippo where it had blank cards with it that they made into their own. And they did a good job. I was impressed. Nice. Uh, some of the stuff, they came up with like double Skippos and stuff like that. So, but yeah, any card game like that, it's hard to apply the story-driven aspect of a legacy to cards against humanity. Yeah. Like, it, it's just the nonsensical thing, and I think by adding the story to it, you're forcing something that's not going to be fun anymore. Oh, I just went to a bad place. <laughs> Tell me about this terrible place you just went to. Boy, it must be really bad you're not talking about it. <laughs> no, I'm actually trying to remember the name properly. Just It's late. My brain's not working. Imagine fortune and glory legacy then it's literally indiana jones game each episode you're going after specific things in specific areas and having to fight the way through nazis and stuff like that i don't feel like you need to apply legacy to it to be able to do that that's the fun part no but i'm saying like the game itself was well flushed out enough to be able to but like if you say you went to one of the one of the temples and as you leave the temple collapses nothing else can go back there Mm -hmm. That temple's gone. Oh, yeah. It's wiped out. Unless you go someplace like you, you can have a certain number, like in Mexico for the Chichen Itza area, you can have like four temples in Mexico. And once they're gone, they're gone. Downforce legacy or Formula D legacy, whichever you want to apply it to, either of those racing games, yep. which I find them to be remarkably similar but different at the same time. But um, that's a different conversation. They have to be very customizable. Yeah. yeah. It, like you'd, you'd stay with whatever color you got in yeah. the first game. Yeah. And then you would. Uh, put bonus like you'd put better wheels or better engines. Yeah. So it's like that's oh, why I feel no. like Formula D is the what, better one. What was it? What was the game? Because Downforce is designed to be a, a quick, easy, simple game, yeah. whereas Formula D has a bit more complexity to the way you build it. What was the Nintendo game? Boss Monster Grand Prix. 
Oh, Grand Prix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where as you you picked up golden wrenches and stuff, so you, I mean, they they all do that Grand now. Prix, yeah. But as you win money, you buy better tires, you buy yeah, yeah. better engine, you buy better bodies or whatever. Yeah, you could easily do that with Formula D or or a downforce. Yeah, which like I, I said, I think I think Formula D would be the better one to do it to because yeah. it's designed as a more complex game. The other thing being that you would inherently pick up rivalries throughout the game. Yes. Right? So if you come in second within two spaces of another player, you gain a rivalry point towards them or something, and it forces situations where you have to start playing certain things against them. Right? I, I don't know how you'd work it out, but, like, certain things... You know, the higher your rivalry is, the higher likelihood it is it has to be played against that player, right? And also, in a certain point, those na- those rivals would be natural. Yeah, like you wouldn't have to force them with points. Like if you if you and I are competing, and you are consistently beating you, I'm coming after you from there on out. But Troy's <laughs> got a very real perspective on that. Last night, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because the previous game, she was calling me out over something I did, and she did the exact same thing. <laughs> and the result was exactly the same. Yep. <laughs> I was enjoying that. <laughs> Anything else you can see? I mean, Munchkin, you could easily... Munchkin already has a legacy version, yeah. kind of. They already have a destroy card mechanism for all the bookmarks. Resistance? That'd <sighs> be tough. Because the whole point about resistance is you're playing a different character every time, so nobody knows if you're a good guy or good guy or bad guy. I don't know, that's fair. Um, I think Pandemic would make a great like. You can only imagine what that would look like. I really can. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mousetrap. <laughs> Mousetrap legacy. <laughs> uh, somehow I don't see that going well. I'm not, uh, again, we're now literally looking around the room trying to see games that I know. be good. It's horrible. All right, so we're already at 30 minutes anyway, so let's wrap it up. <laughs> so, the, uh, uh, Tiny Towns, not really a legacy version possibility because of the way it's built. The way it's built is too interchangeable too already. Yeah. So, like, the things change on their own too much for you to be able to rein them back yeah. into a story, right? Coma Ward. I mean, it's betrayal. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so it's enough to do. It, it's doable, but I don't know that it was a good enough game in the first place. For no, it, it's a afterthought. It's it's a stripped down version of of that. Castle, we did, Castle Panic. We also Is didn't Castle play Panic it properly. All right. So, any other games you can think of before we close it down? Well, uh, Flashpoint, which I know is always an argument whether or not to play. Um, I love playing it, but there's I one love it too, person but... in our group who says, no, no, no. And one person in our group who finds it very stressful. <laughs> Which, um, But it, it definitely has the potential to lean itself into a legacy. It's kind of an opposing legacy, too, because whereas most of the legacy games that currently exist, exist within a f- fixed point that changes, right? So Risk takes place world domination, the world map changes and alters itself during the game. But the players don't. But the players don't. But they do. But that's a whole other thing. Betrayal, the house is always changing. That's just the nature of the game. 
right? Um, and I feel like pandemic's going to be a lot similar to risk in that yeah. respect where the, the board itself will not change that much, but the elements on it will. Uh, pandemic, or uh, sorry, Flashpoint has built into it kind of a hard stop at the end of the game where the house burnt down. <laughs> but what doesn't change is the opposite. The players are the element of the legacy. So you are coming into this as a crew of firefighters. Right. Every round you play, your crew gets a call <laughs> and you're headed out. Almost as a, I mean, you might actually end up having a variable home board that turns into more of a Catan style setup where the elements of each room, yeah, the rooms move around, right? You can alter them each and different versions of the tiles, right? Where this this kitchen has extra stuff in it or or whatever it is, you know. Uh, you could ramp up the flammables. No, 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 but in the same way, like in the same way that a lot of them do, you kick back first. So you gentle, gentleize the first few rounds, and then intensify. Oh, I see. Yeah. Right. So you're not with the legacies. Sorry about the spoiler. This is about the only one I'm going to give. With <laughs> most of the legacies we've seen so far, it takes you to a very gentle version of the game. You're not starting at your basic level of game. You're kicking back to learner's easy permit mode, easy mode, mode yeah. <laughs> right um and then within like the first couple of episodes or or um within the first couple of sessions you're back up to what you're used to and that intensity yeah. happens okay i can right? see that um i think injuries injuries yeah uh long-standing injuries so if you uh if you take injury somehow during the game you know beam falls on you uh, physical hazards from the house. The, aside from the fire, there's not a lot of hazard in the house. Well, there's there's um, explosives like uh, chemicals. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like the fire is the only dangerous thing where you're in a burning building. Parts of the building are falling off, yeah. which is a danger, right? And so that's not built into the basic game, and I think that would make a good addition to a legacy mechanic. That might right? work. Because it allows for the potential for long-standing injury and what effect that injury has on you as a player long-term promotion either slows you down uh yeah you can get promoted right VIP so you can give you a yeah. promotion which gives you more responsibility yeah. or there could be a pay mechanic yeah yeah it, it, it has potential there's potential there right it needs flushing out but i mean that's you know in the five minutes of talk that's what we come up with and that's you know i think the only other the one idea that was right the only other one i can think of that might it might be interesting as a mechanic as a game of life. Well, yeah, because we talked about Monopoly yeah. right, as being, you know, how is it not? I feel like Monopoly has its own set of challenges, but game of life kind of does lend itself to a similar mechanic that uh, Betrayal was built on with the family lineage thing, right? And we talked about that. Yeah, you could um, do things like alumni... Uh, yeah. Or legacy, uh, like for frats and stuff. When you go to college, your yeah. legacy. Yeah. Not to reuse the word in the wrong different context, but you know, like your dad. If you if you if your character is part of a, uh, is well, part choosing, of a fraternity choosing the or, same choosing the same career path as your as your parent. Yeah, right. So you play you and every iteration of the game is you're playing as the child from the parent to the child yeah. to the parent to the child, right? Um, and then it becomes 
Uh, it becomes a, a selection of through the game of life, you can have a different amount of children, right? Right. So at the end of a game or at the start of a new game, based on how many children you finished with last time, you can randomly draw that many children this time and you have to pick one to play as. Right. So, okay. And, and there would maybe be personality profiles involved that lean you one way or another or, or different things. Right. Or you uh, have specific to things to only children's. Uh, if you didn't have any children, you have to have a midlife crisis and start again. <laughs> That's good. Right? Uh, you may so have to run second rounding. <laughs> you may have to run two cars if you have twins. There you go. And you can separate them up, and then whichever one you were the most enamored with at the end of the game, that's the one you're going to continue on the right. lineage with. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely so there's possibilities. Some, there's some possibilities for life, and and I would maybe change the general. I mean, you'd have to have interchangeable things on on the life board. There may be some mechanical things you'd have to change about it. Um, as far as how it, I've never liked that about life. The way it's drawn out, it's just it's randomness at its best. But that's when it, you know. Indicative of the time it was designed. Absolutely. Right? Um, you know, there's some definite improvement, like room for improvement on it, but I think there's some, you know, good space. <laughs> you have an idea. I can see it in, your, in the hand over your face oh. that it's a bad idea, too. <laughs> Candyland Legacy. No. You, you may as well be talking about Hungry Hippo's Legacy. No, Come no, on. no, no, no. You can add certain <laughs> things like the Wicked Witch. And if you go to the wrong way in the candy thing, you get to the forest and you get eaten. So you don't have that next door. There, there's possibilities on that Mr. one. Yes, Mr. Bacon Legacy. Mr. Bacon Legacy. <laughs> I, that's where I was trying not to go. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, some of our thoughts for Legacy, uh, future Legacy expansions. If... Uh, the wrong or the right people are listening and you use their ideas uh copyright frugal dutchman and marcus and Taya, just for the record uh and of course if you have your own ideas i mean we want to hear them we love hearing what people have to say about how wrong or right we are about something you can go ahead and send those ideas to christian at frugal dutchman.com or uh find us on facebook or instagram by following the frugal dutchman Legacy it up. Go, try a legacy game, guys. They're, they are so... If you're ready to take a game that you love to the next level and that legacy exists, do it. Do it. It is do so it. much fun. <laughs> uh, you get the right group of people that's going to get together once a month. Yep. Uh, you got to commit, though, because... You got to commit to it, yeah. They're not cheap, usually. Yeah. They are usually... They are the, significantly more expensive than the regular yeah. games are. But they are literally... A year and a half to two years of fun guaranteed. Yeah. Um, most things have like between 15 and 20 scenarios. And and again, the outcome of the game is always based on the choices you make. Yeah. And then the uh, changes which is, are I think made. the is the most compelling part because we got to the end of Betrayal and went, oh, I wonder what could have happened. <laughs> yeah. We have not here as of yet gone here back and, and double checked our our choices and seeing what the other choices would be. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to as well because it either could be we either got a really light version or we we slogged. Well, I don't, and I don't think I want to because I want to leave the opportunity open to go and play again in, in a few years and maybe not with the same group, but to come back to it and allow the choices to be fresh and not know yeah. that, right? Yeah. So. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys in the next week. Have a great so week. go Legacy. No. No. <laughs> well, that question has been asked and answered. 
But we still need more questions, so please send any of your nerdy questions to Christian at FrugalDutchman.com or join us on Facebook at TFDATC. That's the Frugal Dutchman at the counter. So join us next time for more thoughtful answers to pointless questions, and we'll see you at the counter. counter.